This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana, who wants you to know that you can shop for your next car the convenient way, 100% online with Carvana. Carvana has thousands of vehicles that'll fit all sorts of budgets. Visit Carvana.com to shop for vehicles the convenient way. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. Congressional leaders have agreed to a top-line deal on how much money the federal government should spend this year, $886 billion for the military and $773 billion for everything else. Now all they have to do is actually pass the spending bills. NPR's Eric McDaniel has more. Spending deals were central in the controversies that doomed former Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin McCarthy. But Speaker Mike Johnson, his successor, just agreed to essentially the same top-line number in a deal with Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. It's already clear that the move has enraged the right flank of his Republican Party, who wanted to leverage the looming government funding deadline on January 19th to extract policy concessions on everything from abortion access to building a wall on the U.S. southern border. Not part of this deal, though— any military aid to Ukraine or Israel, which is also tied up in immigration reform. Negotiations on that continue in the Senate. Eric McDaniel, NPR News, Washington. President Biden is officially kicking off his campaign in South Carolina tomorrow. NPR's Mara Liason reports. He's going to go to the Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. That's where 10 people were shot by a white supremacist in 2015. Nine of them died. So this is also a callback, a reference to his campaign in 2020, when he said it was the white supremacist march in Charlottesville, Virginia, three years earlier that motivated him to run for president because he saw that march as an attack on American democracy and on equal rights. That's where marchers were chanting, among other things, Jews will not replace us. NPR's Mara Eliasson reporting. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin remains hospitalized, but the Pentagon says he's recovering. This nearly a week after the Pentagon said he was admitted for complications following elective surgery. It's not clear what those complications were. A vigil is planned in Memphis, Tennessee tonight to mark one year since the police killing of a black motorist, Tyree Nichols. NPR's Debbie Elliott has more. The candlelight vigil comes a year after five black officers attacked 29-year-old Tyree Nichols after a traffic stop. Video of the brutal beating drew scrutiny of the Memphis Police Department's aggressive tactics. His family says the vigil will honor his memory and demand justice. The officers were fired and charged with murder. One of them has since pleaded guilty. Federal, criminal, and civil rights investigations into the Memphis police force are ongoing. Nichols' family next month is set to enter mediation with the city of Memphis in a $550 million wrongful death lawsuit that alleges Nichols died at the hands of, quote, a modern-day lynch mob. Debbie Elliott, NPR News. U.S. futures contracts are trading flat at last check. You're listening to NPR News. Tomorrow, a United Launch Alliance spacecraft is set to become the first ever private commercial mission to the lunar surface. But as Bree Burkett of member station KNAU reports, the launch is drawing protests from the Navajo Nation. The mission is essentially a delivery service. Contents include NASA equipment, a soda can, as well as the cremated remains of 95 people. In 1998, NASA sent the remains of a geologist, but the Navajo Nation protested, with tribal leaders saying it was insensitive to the beliefs of many Native Americans who hold the moon sacred. Our stance was the same as it was in the 90s. 
because time and promises do not expire. That's Navajo Nation President Boo Nigren. Nigren says that NASA didn't consult the tribe as it promised to do in the 1990s. NASA says it's a commercial mission and out of their control. Nigren met with White House representatives Friday. He says they again pledge to consult them next time. For NPR News, I'm Bree Burkett in Flagstaff. China has placed sanctions on five U.S. defense-related companies that, in response to U.S. arms sales to Taiwan and U.S. sanctions on Chinese companies and individuals. A foreign ministry statement today says the sanctions will freeze any property the companies have in China and prohibit organizations and individuals in China from doing business with them. China regards the self-governing island of Taiwan as a renegade province that must come under Beijing's control at some point in the future. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington.